Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning is 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 12. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 12. A heavenly inheritance. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls, Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you to those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. Our message this morning is hope. And we start our look at the book of 1 Peter, which in particular deals with persecution. And we know that Peter wrote this letter to those Christians that were being persecuted around the area. The Christians were being persecuted because of the Roman emperor, Nero at the time. He decided to burn down the city of Rome. And you remember the the saying, Nero fiddled while while the city burnt, while Rome burnt. But he decided to burn the city down because he wanted to build it bigger and better. He liked building stuff and he liked big new buildings. So he decided to burn the city down so I can rebuild it the way I want. And of course, during the burning of the city, many of the Roman citizens were mad. It makes sense because they lost their house, their, their homes. They lost their businesses. Some of them even lost lost their friends and family, lost their lives. So they obviously became furious that their city was burnt down. And they directed their anger at Nero. Well, of course, Nero looked for a way out, and he found it with the Christians. See, the Roman people had had already kind of uh, had a little bit of hatred for the Christians before this mainly because they were associated with the Jews. And 
the Romans, of course, didn't like the Jews because they were hostile towards the Roman government. So Nero decided to get himself out of trouble for burning the city down and blame those nasty Christians for doing that. So this is why Peter is writing this letter to these people that have now, they were these Christians were living in Rome, but now, and around the area, but now they've had to scatter somewhat because of the persecution that is starting to take place. And Peter, of course, is writing this not as just Peter writing a letter to people, but under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he's writing it to strengthen his listeners, his readers, through their trials. It's to teach, his purpose is to teach the listeners, these Christians, how to live victoriously through the trouble that they were experiencing without losing hope and without becoming bitter, but continuing to trust in the Lord and wait for His return. That's what Peter's purpose was. Now, just to give a little background on Peter, we've talked about him a little bit before, but we know that Peter Peter was a a fisherman. Many people considered him to kind of be the the leader of the apostles, the, the twelve. And I believe that Peter, he was a leader, but he was a follower of Christ, and he had a strong desire to follow Christ. And I believe that's what made him appear as a leader, was his faith and his hope. And he obviously played a very important role in in the early church. And we know, of course, Peter had a brother, Andrew, who actually brought Peter to Christ. And, of course, at the end of uh, Peter's life, uh, according to tradition, uh, Peter watched his wife be executed for their belief, their faith in Christ. And he reported that he kept saying, remember the Lord, remember the Lord, trust in the Lord. And then he himself was executed upside down on a cross. And that we get from early church tradition, not necessarily a biblical account. But Peter's writing this letter, and after his introduction, Peter starts by blessing God for his mercy for giving us hope through Jesus Christ. And Peter encourages his listeners, his readers, to look past these temporary struggles and the troubles that they are currently experiencing. Look past this. Look to your future. Look to your heavenly reward, your heavenly inheritance, eternal life, joy, peace, perfection. Being in the presence of of God. And whatever else that heaven has in store for us. This is an imperishable inheritance. It's eternal. It will not rot. It will not decay. It will not disappear. It will not be destroyed. It will not fade away. God wants us to be saved. Paul gives us a clear picture of that in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. He says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. God wants us to be holy. He wants us to be pure. 
He wants us to be righteous. He wants us to be saved. But He knows we're not perfect. He made us. He knows what we're like. And God will continue to work in our lives if we let Him and if we ask Him to. God's plan for us is good. And we need to trust Him with our lives. And trust Him with the lives of our friends and family. We're to rejoice in our salvation and consider it the ultimate blessing from God. This is not just some type of you know, happy kind of feeling, some type of emotion that changes depending upon how you're feeling in a particular moment. But this is an intense joy that comes from daily growing with God, an eternal relationship with Him. You have your hope. You have you, your rejoice and your happiness and your satisfaction in, in, in salvation. That is the ultimate prize, the ultimate blessing. See, we as Christians don't need to strive for earthly accomplishments or earthly rewards. Some of us do that, and that's okay, that we do accomplish things, and that's fine. A lot of that, a lot of times our accomplishments are because we're focused on Christ. But there are some people that their goal in life is to be a CEO, a president of the corporation, or whatever it is. That's their goal, and that's what they focus on. No matter what they have to do to get that, step on whoever you want, stab anybody in the back that you need to stab into anybody in the back, they focus on that goal. And they neglect other things in their life. We as Christians don't need to do that. We have an eternal reward waiting for us in heaven. And Peter tells us in verse 7 that the trials that we may experience in our life are for us. Now one of the things about uh, actually First and Second Peter, as you'll read, I read from the New King James, King James, obviously, in New American Standard, they're kind of tough. They're pretty wordy. So, you know, you read the New King James, and then if you read a more modern translation, such as the English Standard or uh, New Century Version or something like that, it kind of breaks it down into more shortened sentences. If you looked at the scripture I read this morning, uh, verses 3 through 12, that was only a couple sentences. They were very long sentences. And sometimes we lose the meaning. It gets lost in the sentences. So some of the more modern translations break them down into multiple sentences. But as what Peter is saying, especially in verse 7, is the trials that we experience in our life are for us. They let us know if our faith is pure. That's why the trials and the struggles come to us. They're not for God. They're not for God to know, okay, is this, guy, is this guy genuine or not? I'm going to send a trial his way. No, that's, that's not. He already knows our hearts. God knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts. The trials are for us to prove whether we are faithful or not. To see if our faith is pure. And whenever you as a Christian come through a trial, still trusting in the Lord, then you know your faith is real. It is pure. It has been tested by fire, if you will. It's like saying, okay, you've taught the talk. Now can you walk 
the walk. It's living out your faith and obedience to God. And having hope in Jesus Christ is what gets us through those trials. The hope of the Bible is not the hope of this world. You know, some people say, oh, after I retire, I hope they give me a nice big party, a nice Rolex watch or whatever like that. You know, that's a worldly hope. You know, I hope I get a bike for my birthday or, or whatever. That's a worldly hope. That's not the hope of the Bible. The hope of the Bible is the knowledge of the sacrifice of Christ. Knowing that you have eternal life. Not simply wishing for it. I know of an older man that he was, he had some type of, uh, maybe a heart attack, let me say, or a stroke or something. I don't really recall what it was. And he was hooked up to all kinds of machines to keep him alive. And he wanted to be kept alive because he didn't want to die. Even though he was hooked up to all of these machines. Why? I don't know. But I suspect it's because he was afraid of death. I suspect he didn't have that, that hope that we have. That saving faith in Jesus Christ. We as Christians do not need to fear death. It's not the end for us. It's just a continuation. We have the hope, the knowledge of eternal life with Christ. And that man that was, that was hooked up to those machines died. What happened to him from there? I don't know. But he was obviously afraid. He didn't have that hope. He didn't have that confidence. He didn't have that knowledge. And if Christ had not conquered death for us, then we too would have every reason to fear death. And in fact, if we had to work out our own salvation, if we had to live a righteous life, if we had to work for our salvation, I'm not sure I could do it. Nor am I sure that I would do it. And there are many people that believe that they have to earn their salvation. They have to work to get into heaven. And I think of a college professor I had who was a Muslim. And he followed all of his rules that they, that they have to do. They have their prayer so many times a day. They have to fast through the, the month of Ramadan. They have to take a trip to uh, Mecca and so on and so on. They have these things that they have to do just for a chance. Just for a chance to get into what they think is heaven. So he could live his entire life to the best of his ability, following all of these rules as best as he can, and he still not may get he still may not get to that heaven, as they call it. I don't know. I don't think I could do that just for a chance. I don't know that I would do it just for a chance. Thankfully, we don't need to worry about that because we don't work for our salvation. The price has already been paid. We have the assurance of our salvation. And the hope that we have allows us to live without the fear of death. 
we can live each day for God. That is Peter's point to these people. That is what Peter is talking about to these people that have been scattered around the area. You know, Christianity was, was new to these people. You know, Christ had only been teaching for about three years, and these Jewish, some Gentiles, but most of them that he's referring to here are the Jewish people, converted to following Christ as the Messiah. So he'd only been around for three years. It's a new, a new religion, so to speak. And now all of a sudden they're being persecuted. It's like, wait a second. I don't know if it's worth this. Maybe I'll go back to my old life as a Jew or a Gentile and everyone will just leave me alone. So that's what Peter is saying. Peter is saying, don't give up the hope. You don't need to be afraid of death. You don't need to fear persecution. In fact, you should enjoy the persecution. Because it knows that, that you know that you have a pure heart as you get through it. And when you think about some of the trials that you maybe have experienced, think about how you reacted during those times of trouble. Did you rejoice? Did you give up? Did you submit to God? And as you think back to those times, think back how maybe you felt alone. Maybe you felt God abandoned you. But you'll see that God was there helping you through it all the entire time. And think of all the blessings that God has given you. Thank God for the trial. Thank God for getting you through the trial. So the next time that a trial or difficult or troublesome situation arrives in your life, remember that God is giving you the opportunity to live out your faith. Trust in Him and He will not let you down. But if you turn away, who knows what will happen. But you can always come back to God, even when you fail. And you may not understand why all these things happen, but just trust that God knows what he's doing. Trials and persecution are a part of life. Trust in God and he will take care of you. Let's close with a prayer this morning. Lord, we thank you for our time in your word this morning. We thank you for giving us those times of trouble in our life so that we may prove our faith. We thank you for seeing us through those difficult times as well. And we thank you for the great joy and hope of salvation that you have freely provided to us. Help us to make your will our will each day of our lives as you strengthen us to do the things that you want us to do. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray and give thanks. Amen.